This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, at five minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning, I imagine there's a lot of folks pretty happy to see we don't have much snow left. We're warming up and river levels continue to rise. We've got quite a few different areas around our listening network that are on a flood advisory till further notice. 48 is our expected high for today under sunny skies. Tonight, overnight lows down to 30 degrees. Tomorrow, believe it or not, we bounce all the way up to 60 degrees under partly sunny skies. Thursday, 58. Friday, little rain back in the forecast. 46 are expected highs. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, brings us more weather details in about 15 minutes or so. How are you? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you this morning. So what are we talking about today? Well, we'll catch up with our man Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine. Friday is our Prospective Plantings Report from USDA. What does he see developing in the marketplace? And after 5.30, although we've been telling the story for quite some time now on how Wisconsin farmers and their families are struggling to try to find profitability, it is being noticed by people outside of agriculture. Our brand new voice on the scene, Reba McClone, tells you that story after 5.30. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2, T-O-O.com. Well, we got to sneak in all those uh, springtime meetings before we get to springtime planting. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And boy, I'll tell you, there's just a few of those meetings left. Of course, uh, today we've got the WPS Farm Show at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh getting underway. We'll get that one done and pretty soon be taking out the spring uh planting equipment. Bob, there was another meeting that was uh, held around the state of Wisconsin. May even still have a few districts meeting. Our Equity Livestock Sales Association trying to wrap up business and get introduced, I guess we'd say, to new leadership. Absolutely, Pam. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Yes, Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association having their annual district meetings around the state as we get to the end of March, getting them all wrapped up. And uh, at one of those meetings, we had a chance to talk to uh, kind of a, I guess we could say, out with the old and in with the new. Chuck Adamy, who's been the longtime CEO and president of Equity, is stepping aside. As of the 1st of July, he will be replaced by Kurt Larson, 
who is already the president, will grab that CEO job uh, at the 1st of July. We had a chance to talk to them both at one of those meetings. Talk to Chuck first about uh, some of the things he's seen during his years in the livestock industry. And as he said, lots of changes between then when he started and now. The amazing thing to me is the amount of change that I've seen since I first came in. We're, we're moving more and more to consolidation, uh, contraction, uh, less less farmers out there. And, you know, Equity Co-op was founded because of the smaller farmers to, to aid them in the marketing of their animals. And we're seeing that movement away from it. So that uh, contraction has a profound effect on equity. Uh, and it, Kurt will have to manage it as we go forward. As you look at the, the past year and the past couple of years, what kind of specific pressures have you faced uh, as far as as far as volume, as far as uh, keeping the sale barns full and uh, the bottom line? I think primarily what we're seeing is is that during this contraction, uh, at least over the last couple of years, uh, we see not as many calves as we have in the past. Although our volumes for cattle stay about the same. Uh, Calves have hurt us, and that, that, I think that is a result of contraction. Uh, so it will continue to affect us as we go into the future, and perhaps we're going to have to change our business model a little bit uh, to address that kind of situation. Our barns are still full, although we have some now that are uh, at a point where they need to be uh, looked at on the number of sale days that they're they're uh, conducting them, but I think, as I said, Kurt will be able to handle that as he goes forward. As you look at uh, the lesser number of calves, we see contraction as far as dairy farms are concerned, but the cow numbers are still there. So what's going on with the uh, calf situation? Well, I think probably as they go into lesser and lesser hands, they, they are uh, better established in order to produce exactly what they need in heifers. Uh, part of it is sex semen. So we don't see as many bull calves as we would have seen in the past. So that's an effect on us, too. Uh, but the management, based on, yes, the dairy herd itself, the cows, they're about the same amount. But they're not producing as much uh, that we would see. Uh, and we don't see the heifer calves. They're producing enough just to keep themselves where they need to be. Chuck, as you look ahead, you use the word contraction. We see also in agriculture consolidation. Going forward, you mentioned some of the barns and the sale days. Are there any plans to consolidate with other organizations or shut down some barns or just cut back sale days? What is at least maybe being talked about, if not final plans made? Well, I think I'd, I'd rather have Kurt answer that question because the future is his. Uh, but we're always, and we have always been in a mode where we're going to look at what's the best economic way to do this because we're a cooperative. We're spending our members' money, and if we can do it in a more economic, efficient manner, we've always addressed that. And I think it will be continued uh, in the future with Kurt. All right, and with us is Kurt Larson, Kurt originally from the Glenwood City area. Now he's the president. As of July 1st, when Chuck fully steps aside, he'll have both titles of CEO and president. And Kurt, 
what kind of discussions do you have with your board about taking these sale barns forward as far as maybe expanding here in Walcott, Iowa now and have been for a long time, but is that some of the conversation or what are you talking about? Yes, we need to look at opportunity. We need to review what we're doing, where we're doing it, uh, looking at efficiencies, trying to figure out uh, if, we're, if we are utilizing our resources as best we can and, and what adjustments could be made to, to better utilize those facilities and, and better serve the producers in those areas. Your background leading up to uh, taking over here now at Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association, you've been with the organization here for oh, half a dozen years or better, but uh, before that... So I spent uh, about 14 years at another cooperative, uh, right in the based in the Burgoo area there, working uh, directly with farmers as well. Um, served as an accounting uh, staff for a while, and then eventually as uh, CFO for the Vice President of Finance CFO for the last eight years I was there. One challenge the industry has, not specific to equity by any means, but uh, and you attended meetings you told me having to do with this, it, this plant-based protein that's coming on the market. How big a challenge does the industry see, and, and how focused right now are they on defending meat against that product? Uh, there's some groups that have uh, taken this very serious, and, and they're, they're trying to implement some programs. Uh, I think there's a lot more questions right now than, than answers. Um, I know... Uh, there's several national beef organizations that are taking a hard look at this. I know USDA and FDA are trying to get together on uh, labeling and, and uh, definitions and termination and, and who's going to do enforcement and that type of thing. So uh, we're waiting to see what some of that, uh, that advice is as well. How confident are you that they will get something done? I mean, the dairy industry has faced this for a long time with soy milk, almond milk, battling labels of imitation products. It still hasn't been done. I think beef has the advantage that uh, they've seen what happened at, with the milk situation, and I think they're trying to get a head start on it. Uh, uh, I think there will be a little more pressure maybe quicker than there was on the milk side, so we're, we're optimistic we can get to something uh, much quicker than they are on that side. In the industry, as you said, you just came back from a meeting that dealt with this. How does it rank as far as issues for the for the beef industry you know one to five where might it rank versus uh, trade and uh, some of the other issues I think it's ranking right up there with trade right now from some of the people I had talked to um, again they you know they've seen what happened with the milk side and they want to make sure that we're prepared and, and we have a plan to deal with this Kurt Larson the uh, man that's going to be taken over at equity when Chuck Adamy retires but Chuck one of the issues we've seen the last couple of years, something equity has been very active on, is BQA, beef quality assurance. And things like this are going to continue to be important for producers to be aware of and up to speed on. That's correct. I mean, BQA, although we've been involved in it for about eight years, we really did our own program, but we patterned it on beef quality assurance. Uh, so it's been it's been involved, it's been there for quite a while, but it was actually an industry thing to begin with. It was a, a meeting of producers and of uh, processors together to find out how they can improve the quality of beef. But what it's morphed into is now where we're seeing at least one processor, major processor, and another in the wings, meaning. I, believe in January that they're going to institute that they really won't purchase any animals unless they, the producer that's involved has been 
in a beef quality assurance program, now that can include some of these milk programs or, or farm programs, as long as there is a component that, that deals with beef quality, uh, that's what they're going to buy. And, uh, you know, I can see this to spread throughout the, the processing packer community where that's the requirement that people be enrolled, producers be enrolled in a beef quality assurance program to, to maintain the, not only the welfare but the health of the animals so that when they're buying a product, they're getting a product where they don't have to have as much cut out as they have in the past. Chuck Adamy retiring as the head man at Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association. Kurt Larson taking over as of July 1st. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Botox is very safe. We've used it for many years. Botox is a purified protein. It's used to relax wrinkles in your face, such as in the forehead and crow's feet, lines around the eyes. These treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie are virtually pain-free and are very simple and quick. They are more affordable than you would think, being a fraction of what a facelift might cost, but the result is very natural, softening of the lines and wrinkles. Most people tell me that their friends don't notice that they just look rested and they look better. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. And now, a woman who knows beans and oats and corn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Young. Almost 520 now on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Looking forward to the beginning of the WPS Farm Show at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. It'll officially open 9 a.m. this morning. Remember, 9 until 4 today and tomorrow, 9 until 3 on Thursday. Cost of admission free, but you got to pay 3 bucks to park. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. I'm going to have my wheels headed that direction. Tomorrow morning, I'll be with my friends at Focus on Energy to start the day and also my buddies at the UW Organ and Tissue location. So uh, hoping that the weather is going to stay nice all three days, but especially tomorrow. Well, tomorrow will be nice. That's the day I'm planning to be there. So, you know, 
that's a sure thing. I never go anywhere when the weather's bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. Now I'm afraid. I don't know if I should uh-huh. take a shovel along with me then or not. <laughs> Depends what you're shoveling. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, no, it looks pretty nice. I think it'll be a fair run. A little rain possibility tomorrow night, really early Thursday at Oshkosh. Fond du Lac as well. Could have a little sprinkly stuff around then. A beautiful day today. If you liked yesterday, today will be even better. High pressures in the Midwest. A warm front's out to the west. There's no precipitation report nearby. We ought to have a great day. Sunshine, nice conditions, not so breezy, and winds actually through the day gradually become southerly. And that just draws a little bit more mild air in, so temps warm a bit more through the night. Don't cool quite as much overnight. But it's end of the day Wednesday that a cool front starts to approach a little weak boundary, and that's when I'll mention a few more clouds and that slight rain chance toward Wednesday evening or really late in the night. And otherwise, we stay fairly mild. Uh, temperature's not quite as nice on Thursday, still very fine, but there'll be a more organized low-pressure system building in. A cool front to drop on into the state by late Friday, Friday night. Rain is what I expect could change over and mix to a little snow before it ends into Saturday. Right now, I'd say uh, trace amount to about a quarter inch of rain at La Crosse and Mauston, and a bit heavier. Could be up to a half or three quarters in southern and eastern Wisconsin by Saturday morning. I'll have forecast details right after this. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at wfbf.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program, the first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. 523 now on the clock. Go ahead, Stu. Whip on some details for us today, tomorrow. Go as far as the sunshine will take you. Then we'll have to stop on tomorrow. But anyway, (laughs) let's talk about some sunshine today and a bit nicer than yesterday. More likely we head up to around 50 or just in the low 50s. The winds become southerly only about 5. Overnight with a clear sky, we cool it back down around 30, maybe a couple of upper 20s. South winds still at 5. Mostly sunny tomorrow, but it does get more breezy. Mid and upper 50s. South winds early 5 to 10. They increase 10 to 20, even gusting to 30 by late Wednesday afternoon. I mentioned that really slight rain chance Wednesday night. Thursday, more clouds around, but still pretty nice in the mid-50s with southwest winds at 5 to 10. It's late Friday, Friday night, Pam. We're going to add some moisture, and unfortunately, rain's going to add up to some pretty wet soil, so a wet way to start the weekend. All right. Well, we got to have it, though. That draws out the frost. That'll make the earthworms happy, hey? Uh, It all works to our advantage eventually. Eventually. All right, buddy. See you later. Thanks. See ya. Bye now. 
Stumux, our ag meteorologist, with those weather details. And let's give you a few details as far as weather is concerned. Lacrosse, you're starting off with clear skies this morning, 25 degrees. Mauston, you're clear and 23. Fond du Lac, clear and 21. Oshkosh, clear and 23. And Madison, clear at the airport, currently 27 degrees. Don't forget, Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us after 5.30. They released their planting survey of producers, and I'll be curious to see what Bryce has got for insights on that after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Now, the easy and fastest way to order ag parts is with Sloan Express, America's ag parts supplier. Simply put, Sloan Express is a lower price alternative to original manufacturer parts. And now, free shipping on orders over $195 right to your front door. Plus, we offer free shipping to 20 Sloan locations. Enter code WISCONSIN10 at checkout and save 10%. Get your free catalog online at SloanEX.com or call today. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Look out your windows. What do you see? Do you sense the energy you're wasting? Do you see dollars slipping past the frames and off with the wind? Maybe it's hard to see it all through the screens that blur the view. I'm Brandon from Genesis Exteriors, where we're proud to carry, install, and introduce our customers to the most energy-efficient window you can buy anywhere. Anywhere! They're Elements windows, and you can only get them from Genesis Exteriors. Ask a Genesis customer who bought Elements windows, and they'll tell you they're almost magic. Because they will change how you see the world, or at least what you see when you look out your windows. Instead of money blowing away, you might notice the beautiful world out there. 
And with Element's nearly invisible screen, you'll see everything better. So if you'd like a better view of everything, check out Element's windows only from Genesis Exteriors. CBD. It's the latest, greatest way to manage pain, inflammation, anxiety, and more. You want it, and we've got it. But we're sticking to our roots, all things vape. At Infinite Vapor, we still want to help you quit smoking. Because for us, vaping isn't a trend. It's a choice to live. Let the vape fix and help. Located on Atwood and University, Infinite Vapor, customer service gurus who got into the vaping business. Wisconsin Beef Improvement, 62nd Annual Performance Selected Bull Sale, Saturday, April 6th, starting at 11 a.m., three miles south of Platteville on Highway 80, then three miles east on College Farm Road, selling 65 yearling performance-tested bulls, Angus, Composite, Red Angus, Simmental, Tarantase, come check them out. Buy a WBIA test bull from your living room, office, or the test station. Go to dvauction.com. White mold, sudden death syndrome, root rot. If you raise soybeans, it may seem like you have all the cards stacked against you when it comes to disease. But did you know there is a new cost-effective seed treatment which can help prevent all three? Heads Up Seed Treatment offers a new proactive approach for dealing with fungal and bacterial diseases. Compatible with other seed treatments, hedge your bet against disease this spring. Ask your dealer for Heads Up today. To locate a dealer, visit headsupst.com. All right, so a lot of people I saw this in the, the Wisconsin State Journal. I saw it on, on some of the, uh, the, the, the Twitters using the term crossroads uh, for, for Badger basketball. And is the term crossroads, I mean, that can often be thought of as negative. And, and maybe this one isn't negative. Is it crossroads of just, hey, you've got an all-timer in, in HAP you have to replace. Uh, you have a different maybe method of doing things. You have, you know, a, a young team coming back. Or do you look at it crossroads? No, that is a negative that, you know, the way this season ended, you don't have a ton of recruits coming in. Uh, you have a lot of questions like, what would your take be on the state of Badger basketball where it sits right now? On the idea of the word crossroads? Yeah. And does it were, were have they a not, negative or positive? Well, were they not at a crossroads two years ago when they lost those four seniors off the team? I mean, you could say they're at a crossroads every time they lose a bunch of important players, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I think it's a crossroads in terms of it can – it's a big change. Like the offense that we saw the past two years running through Ethan Happ, that's not going to be the same offense we're going to see next year. It's going to be back to, I think, a little bit different look. And I talked to the assistant coach Hard Moore afterwards, and he said they want to get back to what they are, and that is big guys that can step out and shoot, and they're going to have that with Nate Reavers. They're going to have that with Micah Potter. They're going to have uh, – they, and they, quite honestly, they need their guards to play like they did the first 22 games. If they played like they did the first 22 games – these last 12, I think they're still playing right now, but they didn't, and that's why I think it can go either way. But I think they've proven they can be good shooters, and I know that people are killing them for what we saw mm. the last 12 games. When you, st- when, you go, when you shoot as a team 40% from three for the first 22 games and you shoot 27% for the last 12, that I'm sure raises some questions, but I choose to believe that they are the shooters that they were in the first 22 games, and I think they can be that. And So Crossroads, where do I think the be- team is? I think they have a shot to get back. I think they should get back to the tournament next year, but... Losing a all you know a guy that put up those kind of numbers that Ethan did, you're going to have to other guys other guys are going to have to step up and fill in. But I I I don't think it's as dreary as some are can are making it out to be. No, Zach, can you hear me all right? You hear me all right? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, 
Well, I didn't, I didn't know. So uh, I had a week off. The rash so, is spreading into his brain. Clearly. His, head, his headphones. No, but um, so a lot of people are saying that um, guard has the inability to coach these guys up to be, take that next step. You know how, like, Kaminsky was freshman and sophomore year was whatever, and then junior, senior year, lights out. And they're like, well, who's the next guy with the progression that Gardo has? Your response would be what? Do you think Bo Ryan was in there coaching Frank Kaminsky on a daily basis? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It's like it's, that, it's that's not how that works. I know. No, no. Bo, and and it's also extremely unfair to compare anything to Bo from here until eternity. He's the best coach Wisconsin's ever had. I mean, he he, he did unprecedented things here at Wisconsin. And to to put guard up against that, that's pretty difficult. But he still won 63% of his games, despite the fact that he, you know, all those injuries last year and they, they were under 500. He still won 63% of his games, been in the tournament three times, a couple of sweet 16s. Probably should have been the Elite Eight. Do I? I think Greg Gard's a good coach. I think he's better. I think he's a really good coach. I, I think that there's certainly room to grow when it comes to recruiting. I think that that's, there's no doubt about that, but I don't have an issue in, in the idea of him not being able to get guys to be better because I think most of these guys are better than when they, they started, for sure. So is Gar- Guard's first recruiting class was what? Was King, Reavers, and Davison? His, yes, his, his first, his, his, his guys, his, yes. And that recruiting class is as good as anything that Bo ever got and in that, terms of overall. Wasn't that the first class in over a decade where Greg Guard got two four-star people to commit in, the, in Davison? No, I'm sorry, in Reavers and King? Well, it was two four stars. Well, it depends what you think about over a decade. No, well, it depends what you think about. uh, It depends what service you want to go with when it comes to Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig. Both those guys were four star players. Okay, but guard is out there getting the big time recruits. Would we be be talking about this if Tyler Hero had hadn't been committed? No. He want look what he, look. It was a good move on his part. It sucked for Wisconsin because it put him in a hole because they put all their chips and everything into the basket on Joey Hauser, which again was not Greg Gard's fault. That is a Bo Ryan mistake by not offering Sam Hauser to begin with. Yeah. If you had offered, now, RJ Sam, said the exact same thing. But everyone wants to bag I can't on imagine where he would have that before. It, it <laughs> uh, you know, like if you had offered Sam Hauser, Joey Hauser's here, and maybe Tyler Hero doesn't decommit. But it was a. Brilliant move on part of Tyler Hero to go to Kentucky. It's worked out pretty darn yeah. well for him. It totally I mean, he was the is. SEC Newcomer of the Year, I think. Well, by the way, on, on recruiting, real quick, and then I want to get to the real good stuff that I'm glad you're here today. Uh, you know, you have, I, I, I don't know if you saw this, Rivals redid its top 150. Jalen Johnson's now number two. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. At 5.35 now on a Tuesday morning, Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, catches up with us live via Skype before 6 o'clock. Friday, we've got a USDA prospective planting report that's going to be issued. He'll give us a little look-see on what we might expect from that. Stick around. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. Happy birthday to Nancy Pelosi. That's one of the items happening on this date. And back in 2000, Vladimir Putin was elected president of Russia. Did you remember? He is an ex-KGB officer. Many of the citizens of Russia believed that he is the reason they were led out of an economic crisis in 1990. Vladimir Putin, elected president of Russia, 
on this date back in 2000. And now you know. Well, we want you to know we've been talking about it for a while. Farm families all across the state of Wisconsin struggling to find profitability, struggling to just keep themselves fed. And the stories are not going unnoticed by those outside of agriculture. Our brand new face on the scene, Reba McClone, joins us this morning with an update on a special value-added conference coming to River Falls tomorrow that caught the attention of someone outside of agriculture. As Wisconsin farmers face difficult times, making ends meet can become more and more difficult each and every day. One option is looking into adding value before milk even leaves the farm. The Wisconsin Farmers Union is looking to help educate about these practices through their program, Adding Value to Your Farm, exploring on-farm dairy processing in River Falls, Wisconsin on March 27th. Julie Bomar of the Wisconsin Farmers Union explained more for us. It will really focus on the nuts and bolts of business planning, Um, so that individual dairy farmers can um, begin to develop a farm-based dairy business. So if you've ever been interested in making yogurt or ice cream or cheese, then this is a a way to explore those opportunities. And we also have some panelists who are farmers, and all of them are Wisconsin Farmers Union members, and they are going to be talking about their experience doing just that. And so that's um, a chance for peer-to-peer education so that people can ask those nitty-gritty questions. The panelists that the Wisconsin Farmers Union have brought in have a wide variety of experiences for attendees to learn from. We have Meg Wittenmeyer of Bifrost Farms, who processes goat milk and makes cheese. We also have a couple from the Amory area. uh, That's Josh Bryson and Rayma Hoffpower of Cosmic Will Dairy. And they have a CSA and an organic creamery on their farm. And they produce, also they produce cheese. And then we have Teresa Deppies of Springbrook Dairy. And she is an experienced um, uh, dairy woman herself. And she's made everything from yogurt uh, to uh, milk, and also now she's into cheeses. Wisconsin Farmers Union will also be working with Global Cow and Global Dairy Outreach for their event, Making More from Milk, on April 23rd through the 25th in Madison. You can find more information on that program at globalcow.com. The Wisconsin Farmers Union will also be offering scholarships for this program, and this year they're lucky to be offering even more than normal. We had a call just last week from a woman in Milwaukee, who is not a farmer, but comes from farming stock. And she had read an article um, by Abe Volkner on Facebook written about his farm and the the dairy business that they own and kind of the death of that. And she felt moved. Um, She was already trying to take some micro actions herself about buying milk and donating cheese. She wanted to do more. And when I explained some of these opportunities, she volunteered $5,000 worth of scholarships. They're also working with Moses and their program, Begin a Farmstead Microcreamery in Clear Lake on May 23rd. For more information about that program, you can visit mosesorganics.org. Thank you, Reba, and welcome Reba McClone to the Farm Department team. Like she pointed out, tomorrow, anybody interested in that value-added conference will be at the Best Western Hotel in River Falls. If you're interested in finding out more or inquiring about the scholarships that are now available, Go to WisconsinFarmersUnion.com and don't forget, spell that all out, WisconsinFarmersUnion.com. It's 540. 
Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. Less than two minutes. That's all it takes. And suddenly, you become a hero. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at the UW Organ and Tissue Donation Group. They are going to be joining me at the WPS Farm Show, EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. The staff is going to be there all three days, and you can find them in Hangar A, their location, Booth 3501. Remember, a lot of people don't like to discuss end-of-life situations, but talking about that donation is different than talking about death. When you share your donation decision with your family, you're talking about opportunity. Take the opportunity during the WPS Farm Show at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Two minutes and you become a hero. Get the facts and get signed up during the WPS Farm Show at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh, March 26th through the 28th. The UW Organ and Tissue Donation Group in Hangar A, as in Apple, booth 3501 or online now. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Keep an eye on the details when your property tax assessment shows up this spring. Karen Geffert, Executive Director of Governmental Relations with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, says anybody that's got land in the rural countryside should check their property tax assessments. There are five different classifications that farmland can fall into in Wisconsin. Every one of them can have a little bit different tax implication. So you need to make sure you're understanding the different types of land that you own and that they're classified correctly by the assessments folks. Remember, if you've got a question or you want to appeal the property tax assessment, you can do that through your local board of review. But Karen Gefford says best thing to do first is talk with the assessor. So keep your eyes out for that. Markets this morning continuing to pay attention to the weather. Let's find out what else they're chatting about. Here's Mark Oppold with our bottom line. Well, thank you very much. Welcome to our bottom line report this Tuesday, brought to you by our friends at Zaner Ag Hedge, providing market advice and brokerage services over 30 years. Check it out at zaner.com. And by MS Biotech, makers of Lactopro Advance for beef and dairy cattle. Learn how you can feed less hay and reduce the number of days on feed. msbiotech.com. Well, the Missouri River Crest is making its way across central Missouri now, heading to St. Louis. All the while, portions of Interstate 29 north of St. Joe remain closed. More rain forecast this week in parts of Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri. All this weather putting $4 more firmly in place in December corn futures. Fund traders still hold record net short positions, so it won't take much in the way of bullish news to spark some aggressive buying in our view. This is a huge week for agricultural reports. Quarterly hog and pig report on Thursday. Quarterly stocks come on Friday and the planning intentions report on Friday as well. That intentions number will quickly be discounted in our view since surveys were done before some of that major flooding took place. This is the bottom line report. Cattle on feed report last week gave sellers that extra leverage they needed to press this oversold cattle trade yesterday. We think more on the way though. And now we'll watch and see that June contract near the $120 level. And the quarterly hog and pig report looks to show all hogs up to 2.5%. That's the bottom line this Tuesday. I'm Mark Ophold, wishing you a profitable day. 
All right. Thank you, Mark. And of course, Bryce Knorr coming up in just a moment. Markets in overnight electronic trade are mixed currently. May corn up a quarter of a cent. December corn up a quarter of a cent. 402 a bushel. May soybeans are down a penny. November beans also down a penny right now at 938 and three quarters. May wheats up four. July new crop up three and three quarters cents. 478 and three quarters. Talking about dairy yesterday, barrel cheese gained a half a cent to 157. 40 pound block cheese was up. Up seven cents in a day at 164. Double A butter up a penny and a half at 228 a pound. Fluid milk contracts in overnight trade. April milk is currently six cents stronger, 1555 a hundred weight. May milk's up seven at 1545 a hundred weight. You still have to get out to August before you see any fluid milk contracts at or above the $16 mark in Chicago. Today is day number one of the WPS Farm Show. EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. Remember the show hours today and tomorrow, 9 until 4, 9 until 3 on Thursday. Cost of admission, absolutely free, but you do have to pay $3 for parking. I will see you tomorrow up at the WPS Farm Show. I should be there pretty much all day working with my friends from Focus on Energy and also the UW Organ and Tissue folks are going to be on hand explaining more on how you can become someone's hero and become a donor. So hope to see you at the WPS Farm Show in Oshkosh. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ooh, sneak it up on me. Almost 547 now on a Tuesday morning. <clears throat> we have got uh, beautiful weather on the way for the beginning of the WPS Farm Show at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh, like I've been mentioning all morning long. I will see you there tomorrow. I see him right now on my Skype screen. That is our friend Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joining us live. So I want to kick her off, Bryce, with the Farm Futures survey that was released yesterday. Friday's the big day as far as the prospective planting reports concerned. You guys kind of ahead of the crowd again with your survey. What did you see? Well, we found uh, the general trends that I think most people expect, which is more corn and less soybeans. But the specifics uh, differed a little bit from both USDA's uh, previous estimates and also some of the trade guesses out there for corn. We found 90.9 million acres. That would be up 1.9% from last year. 
when we put in about 89.1 million acres of corn and soybeans. For soybeans, uh, down uh, to 85.9 million acres. Uh, so that's off 3.7% uh, from last year. But again, uh, that was a little more uh, than USDA estimated back in February. Uh, and uh, But both estimates uh, fairly close, to, uh, I, I think, to the average trade guesses. But again, there's some wide, wide opinions on what farmers might do. Some people uh, still think farmers could uh, plant a whole lot of corn. Uh, that's looking less and less uh, likely, particularly with the weather that farmers are facing this spring. Yeah. Did uh, So we're not getting any indication from our crop insurance folks on commitment or anything like that, seed industry people. And then I, I just kind of wonder if there's going to be acres that just don't get touched at all because of the economics, Bryce. Right. Both the economics and the flooding. Now, what our survey found, it was a big shift in uh, farmers planting uh, the non-traditional row crops. Uh, a lot of that uh, could be forage or uh, uh, pulses basically growers are looking for something that pencils out a little bit better than corn and soybeans, which are both showing losses at this point. Yep. Let's uh, talk a little bit about losses, but this time quality ratings. Uh, you mentioned the flooding. I've got to believe that more and more folks as that water recedes are really curious how the wheat is looking. Right. And what we found was a deterioration in South Dakota, Nebraska, in the wheat ratings uh, that they put out uh, yesterday. Not surprising. Uh, some of that uh, wheat in South Dakota is still under snow, and uh, some of it uh, uh, flooded also uh, down into uh, Nebraska, where they had uh, terrible problems there. Overall, all, however, uh, the hard red winter wheat improved in uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Colorado, and Montana. So uh, the, the hard red winter wheat ratings uh, bumped higher we saw a deterioration in Illinois, uh, so that's a sign that uh, perhaps that soft red winter wheat crop uh, suffering from some of the flooding uh, that's been seen there, particularly as you get towards Mississippi and then uh, down into the o Ohio River Valley in southern Illinois, where most of the wheat is grown there. For those wheat acres that uh, got terminated this winter, be it ice or winter kill or water or whatever, will those guys try to come back around with another crop then, Bryce? Can they put in a, a different type of wheat? Will they come back in? I know corn is kind of tough, but will they come back in on those acres that are, are really hard-pressed? Uh, I think it's going to depend on uh, the you know whether or not they put down uh, any uh, uh, any fertilizer, much fertilizer last fall with that wheat. Uh, if there's any of that left, uh, I I probably would think most of that ground, uh, particularly the soft red wonder wheat, would go towards soybeans. Now, when you start talking the acres uh, that weren't planted in Kansas, and a lot of wheat didn't get planted in Kansas uh, last fall, uh, something like a half a million acres or more. Uh, th that ground could go either way. Could, uh, some of it could even go to cotton. We also found a significant increase in cotton acres uh, that farmers want to put in this year. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we will wait and see what's going on. So what other news is driving the market on a Tuesday morning? We got a couple days before the big USDA report. What else is traders talking about? Well, we're uh, taking a look at these financial markets. Of course, Friday, we saw a big downturn in the stock market. The big buzz there was the inversion in the yield curve. The 90-day uh, uh, Treasury yields rose above the yields on the 10-year note. Uh, that has been an indicator of recession ahead. 
Now, uh, the uh, problem with that uh, indicator is it has predicted every recession since 1955, but it's also uh, we've seen it, the yield curve invert and we haven't had recessions and it can take a year or two for any downturn to develop. Uh, so the market trying to move beyond that. Also, uh, some reports of uh, weaker manufacturing uh, growth, particularly in Germany, uh, kind of put the market back on its heel. Uh, but uh, we seem to be, uh, again, turning the corner on that. Uh, stocks indicating a higher open today, uh, posted some minor gains yesterday. So uh, maybe some of that nervousness wear, wear, wearing off. Every time uh, we get a little bit more optimistic, however, uh, that tends to rally the energy market. So we have crude oil kind of looking like it might test the $60 a barrel mark again. Uh, that's raising uh, diesel prices uh, just as farmers get ready to start burning fuel uh, as they head to the field. Yep, not a surprise. What about uh, Brexit? Are, I've seen the headlines on that. I still am confused if the line in the sand is at the end of the month or are they stretching it out now, Bryce? Well, it's really hard to say. Uh, talk about herding cats. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, parliament has decided that, that it's going to take over the process. Uh, so uh, nobody knows what that means, whether or not the EU may just uh, just say, see you later, folks. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, which could indeed mean that that March 29th deadline all of a sudden comes, comes into play or perhaps a, a brief uh, two or three week uh, delay. The alternative uh, could be uh, Britain stuck in the EU for a couple of years. Uh, which would make a lot of people who voted for uh, Brexit uh, upset. Uh, so very unclear as to how all of this is going to play out. That's one of the things that's feeding into the anxiety that we're seeing in financial markets. And, of course, we've got our U.S. negotiators in China this week uh, talking trade. Uh, one of the uh, big beneficiaries of any agreement uh, could be U.S. pork producers, the uh, swine herd in uh, China devastated by African swine fever. Uh, there's talk uh, that our uh, pork exports uh, could top uh, 200 million tons uh, to try to make up for that lost supply if they can uh, actually come to terms. So that could be good news and not only for the hog people in the U.S., but also uh, the grain farmers who sell them feed. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Well, we got a lot to think about. I appreciate it. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Like he said, so many moving pieces that are happening in the marketplace right now, just not commodities, but also on the world scene. He'll update his comments online um, around 7.30 this morning, Central Time. Find him online, farmfutures.com. And, of course, you can also follow him on social media. He'll be back again with us on Thursday in front of that USDA Prospective Planting Report. And that's uh, pretty much what's going on for a Tuesday morning. Tomorrow morning, we'll give you a preview on the WPS Farm Show, EAA Grounds. It's 555.